Hi everyone, today I am talking with Richie Bostock, also known as The Breath Guy, about the power of breathwork and how we can use it to alleviate stress, anxiety and panic, to energize us and also to boost our immune system on three things that we really, really need at this current time. Richie is a leading figure and evangelist for breathwork, the next revolution in health and wellness. He's a breathwork coach, author, and speaker, and it's his mission to spread the life-changing possibilities of breathwork to the world. Having worn many hats from a corporate management consultant to digital entrepreneur, breathwork came into Richie's life almost by accident when his father was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. When researching ways to help his father, he discovered the Wim Hof Method, a self-healing technique involving breathing techniques and cold exposure. After experiencing the incredible effects of this method in a week-long training in Poland, he became obsessed with discovering what was possible just by breathing. He has spent years traveling across five continents, learning from many of the modern-day masters of breathwork, and has continuously witnessed the transformative effects when people become aware of their breathing and start to use it as a tool to create physical, mental, and emotional benefits for themselves. This free medicine is available to everyone and it's Richie's mission to remind the world how to breathe with purpose. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. That sounds, that's a, what a great intro. I wonder who wrote that, huh? <laughs> I wonder, I wonder. Very skillful, very skillful. No, it's awesome. Honestly, Richie, I, 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 I bang on about breathwork to everybody. Um, breathwork has had such a powerful impact on me. I think I met you about... I think it was about two years ago. Must have been. I think it was about that. Yeah, that around. um, that Google event, right? Yeah. Or the event at Google. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it space. was. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and that's where I really like sort of fully started getting into to breathwork was 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 through you. So I have you to thank for that. Um, and um, and I, and I actually have used it. Um, you know, when I I oh gosh, it was about a year and a half ago now. And so after I'd met you, I was, um, um, or actually maybe around the time I met you, I was actually d- uh, developing various symptoms, which turned out to be in the end, um, fibromyalgia. And I used breath work as a key, um, part of my natural healing and managed to completely, um, overcome it, even though modern medicine said there's no cure. Um, I did. And uh, breathwork was a big part of that. So, um, so yeah, I'm just such a, I'm such an advocate for it. I think it's, you know, it's amazing. And um, it's such an amazing tool for, for, for physical and mental um, challenges, I think. Oh, you know, and, and so often those two are very much linked together. Right. And oh yeah, you know, I just want to say, go you for, you know, taking, control and taking your power back and, and healing yourself in the way that you did, you know, it's, it's, um, it's amazing what is possible when we are able to tune into ourselves and really, you know, rather than try and analyze and work out, okay, maybe I can change my diet or maybe I can do this exercise or maybe I need to meditate more. You know, when you stop the analysis, the planning, and just sit with yourself for a moment and go into your body and actually see what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, how much you can, how, how, um, how many answers and insights can come up. And that's kind of one of the, one of the benefits of breath work amongst many is, you know, all you're doing is sitting and breathing. So you are quite literally 
with sitting with yourself mm-hmm. and uh, being quiet, focusing yes. on one thing, and all of a sudden the truth reveals itself, whether mm-hmm. it's <laughs> emotional release and catharsis or real realization or insight, um, yes. various other experiences, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a stripping away and it's exactly why it can be so useful in, in healing. Yeah, absolutely. And I know so many people, people um, um, with things like my fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, all sorts of physical challenges um, who have found breath work to be um, super helpful in, in their recovery. So it's, um, yeah, I, I love it. And, and just for people who are, you know, I know people listening to this will, will have different understandings and different levels of understanding when it comes to breath work. But for people who are, who are new to, to, to breath work or the concept of breath as a powerful well-being tool, could you just give us a brief overview about really how our breath affects us and the benefits of, of breath work? Of course. Well, you know, as, as I define breath work, it's simply any time that you become aware of your breathing and then start to change it to create some sort of physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual benefit for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite a broad definition and it really just encapsulates any kind of way to breathe. So mm-hmm. on the simplest end of the spectrum, it could be breathing in a certain way for a minute or two to uh, help you to downregulate your nervous system and relax if you're feeling anxious or panicked. And on the other side of the spectrum, it's lying down and breathing for two, three, four hours in certain ways to have transcendental and transformational experiences. And yeah. then there's everything kind of in between, you know, there's, there's, um, pranayam, the traditional yogic styles of breath. You can, you know, you mentioned before things like Wim Hof method, various different breathing um, modalities that come from ancient cultures, whether it's Sufi styles of breath work or Chinese medical breathing, um, and, and everything else, you know, it's, the breath is just this incredible tool. And the reason why is because it affects every single system and every single function in the body. So mm-hmm. when you breathe in different ways, you're going to be affecting things like your cardiovascular system, your nervous system, your endocrine system, um, your lymphatic system, system, your immune system, your digestive system, even your reproductive system, you can affect um, your, all these systems using your breath. And that's just the physical stuff. Then you can start talking about the energetic body. You can start to talk about ideas around um, spiritual growth and experiencing. Um, there are lots and lots of different ways uh, to, serve the, uh, to, to breathe and to use it, which is kind of awesome because it means that it doesn't matter wherever you are in your life, in your journey, that there's a there's something that the breath can do for you. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's so empowering as well, because I think one of the, one of the, and don't get me wrong, you know, modern medicine and, and everything has, has a place. Um, but I think we've, we have as a culture become kind of quite disempowered when it comes to our health. And this is kind of what all the work that I do is about. It's about giving people that empowerment and that freedom and actually, when you have tools like breathwork, it is something that I can do anytime, any place, and I have control over it. Like it's a tool that I can use. I don't have to rely on anybody else. And it's and it's an ancient tool, and it's 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 powerful. Um, and as you say, you could, there's so many different styles, and you can use it for so many um, different things. And for me, that just feels very um, there's an empowerment and a comfort 
in that and and I use breath work all the time so you know it's it's for me I'm living it you know absolutely and you know once you learn the techniques and and have knowledge then it's free right it's not like Mm -hmm. a a running prescription that you have to keep paying for and over and over again it's like you said breath work really is about empowerment and anybody that tells you otherwise you know then they're not really living from the spirit of breath work you know the idea is that once you learn and, and have build up confidence in yourself and you understand what you're doing, then you have a tool for you, uh, with you for life. Um, of course it's always nice to, to be in a group of people, for example, and Mm -hmm. do breathing or go to a workshop or an event or maybe one-to-one stuff. Of course it's always nice, but at the end of the day, it's, it's about you, you know? And, um, yeah, like you said, modern medicine absolutely has its place. Um, and I would never, ever, ever discount that. Um, mm. you know, it's obviously so brilliant for things like acute scenarios where sure. something happens and, and you need, you need help quickly, but especially when it comes to a lot of chronic conditions and lifestyle diseases or diseases of despair, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's where things like the breath and things like all the other stuff that you talk about, uh, plays the, plays the primary role. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a question just popped into my mind um, and it kind of relates to the, um, the mind body. So I'm, I'm really obsessed with the, the mind body. I don't even call it the mind body connection, actually. I just call it mind body because it is just one system. And I'm amazed by how when we do something which is a physical act, such as breathing, um, the impact that it can actually have on our mind, on our emotions, it just affects the entire, as you were talking about, you know, the entire system and all of the different elements of that. Um, and I, I was just wondering what I found with breath work, and I know many others have as well, is when you do, um, you know, breath work sessions, you can often become very emotional. So people often cry a lot. Um, you know, I've been to some of your group, um, your group work when you, when I was in London and, and, you know, many people would be, you know, it's kind of like this release, right? This, these tears or, or, uh, yeah, it's, it's an emotion that, that kind of comes out of nowhere and you think what on earth is happening? Um, could you, could you maybe shed some light on what's happening there? Yeah, of course. Um, there is, there are many, many reasons why breath work can be emotional work and sometimes it's very purposeful and intentional and sometimes it just happens um first and foremost when you are doing a breathing technique um especially something that's very simple you know like breathing in and out <laughs> and that's all you need to focus on um it means then that you again are very much being forced to see yourself to to just be with yourself and for so many people that is a very challenging thing to do Mm. when you aren't able to use the outside world to distract yourself from what's happening in your inside world yes and what is i'm sure happening right now in this lockdown is a lot of people are probably being challenged in a big way because all of a sudden they can't go to the pub all of a sudden they can't go to the gym all of a sudden they can't go hang out with their mates they're Mm -hmm. stuck in a room and they have to be with themselves for an extended period of time And that might be the most frightening thing in the world. Um, So first and foremost, you know, you are being forced to sit with yourself and see yourself. And, you know, if stuff is happening for you, whether you're feeling, you know, uh, anxious over something and that anxiety has been with you for a while, or maybe something's 
uh, you're grieving or something's Mm -hmm. got you sad or down, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden that's going to come to the forefront of your mind because nothing else is there to distract you. Yes. So that's one thing, but it's also very much working at a physiological level as well. Um, Many of the techniques that we use, particularly when it comes to therapeutic styles of breath work, where we're working around that, that emotional healing aspect of breath, um, we are making some real changes in the way that the brain is firing, uh, primarily decreasing the amount of activity and activation in the more analytical, uh, you could say, smarter parts of our brain, mm-hmm. uh, primarily the prefrontal cortex, um, and therefore allowing then for the emotional centers of the brain to kind of get a bigger piece of conscious awareness mm-hmm. and so what that means is that when you, I guess the best analogy is imagine you have a jar, for example, and inside that jar, you have all the emotional stuff that you've built up over the years that we've all had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just based off the experience called life. And then this lid of the jar is the smart, analytical, rational part of you. This, this um, mammalian brain that stops you from feeling it necessarily because it's not always appropriate to feel. You know, it's not always the right thing to, to feel my feelings or, you know, I have to do stuff. So I can't worry about how I feel right now. Or mm-hmm. my mom said this, and that, you know, um, girls should be seen and not heard or big boys yep. can't cry, mm-hmm. you know? So, okay, well, these are the rules that I've stored in my analytical brain now. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel these things that are there for me. Well, that gets turned off using the breath. And then all of a sudden, you gain greater access to what's happening inside of you, sitting in that unconscious bit of you that quite frankly is still dictating 95% of how you think and how you feel and how you behave. You're just not aware of it. So, well, not always aware of it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's why, you know, on and, and multiple levels, it's the breath is essentially holding a mirror for you to see yourself. And sometimes mm-hmm. that can be confronting and sometimes that can be a blissful experience because at the end of the day, we all have that spark of God inside of us. And sometimes you get to get a glimpse of that as well. And that's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But sometimes there's layers that you have to get through first. Oh, I think many people have many layers. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, mm-hmm. I certainly know that from, from my own experience. And, and I think also, you know, or I know also that um, many of us have, suppressed our emotions a lot throughout our life and as you were you were saying much of that is conditioning um and it you know it's painful to feel certain feelings so many people do push those down and i think when you you know when you're then as you say with yourself and you're and you're breathing and you've got this physiological changes happening as well um there is this confrontation and also this this release and it's it's very powerful but it's also incredibly important because um i have i mean i'm a big fan of gabor mate um who who you know talks about how trauma and stresses which we don't process and allow um feelings that we don't allow they get they get stored in the body they get suppressed Mm. and he recommends breath work as one of the key um the key things to do to start releasing all of that stuff. So, um, so yeah. And that's where your, your mind body concept comes in, right? If we mm-hmm. continue to store and store and store all this, um, this trauma, these, this emotional density in the body, and then it starts to manifest, uh, in physical symptoms. Yes. 
you know, Absolutely. I'm sure you've, you've come across that in your own journey with your oh, yeah. fibromyalgia mm-hmm. that, you know, some of it, so much of it stems exactly from that holding of emotion and then yes. the body is just trying to tell you in any way that it can look, please like pay attention to what's going on here because you know, what's fascinating and people are worried and scared about pain or scared and uh, worried about fatigue. But really whenever you're feeling pain or whenever you're feeling fatigue in, in these kinds of syndromes or symptom um, um, conditions is it's, it's the body trying to give you a signal that something yes. is happening that you need to pay attention to. It's actually the most incredible act of self love from your yes. body. It's telling you, hey, listen to me, pay attention. Something needs to change here. You need to pay attention to what's going on. And what I have found in situations for myself and then also clients and people I've worked with is that as soon as you start to listen, not even necessarily change anything physically Mm -hmm. just yet, but as soon as you open yourself up to listening, you start to see a regression in symptoms. Mm-hmm. just just by being aware and paying attention it's almost like you know the body and its infinite intelligence says oh thank god he's this he or she is actually listening now cool, yes. i'm going to give him a little i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take my foot off the gas pedal a little bit and let you know that you're on the right track absolutely um, absolutely and this is true this is so so true and and you know my favorite book by gabor mate is called when the body says no and it is really about the, the effects of hidden stress, suppressed emotions, and how eventually, you know, he says, if you do not release them and process them, eventually your body will say no, and it will start to experience, you will start to experience physical illnesses. And, and this was certainly the case for me with my, you know, fibromyalgia. I was doing all the things, you know, the, the diet and the supplements and all of the stuff that I thought I would, should be doing, which is all very important. But I had gone through some trauma previously and I had um, a lot of, you know, had had a lot of stresses and I hadn't fully processed it and I hadn't fully allowed that to happen. And, and that's what, that's what it manifested as. And and this is very, very common actually um, Mm -hmm. for people that have these issues. And taking the right steps with nutrition, um, you know, and, and, you know, supplementation, various treatments and, you know, exercise and all these things, it is so, so important. You know, Mm -hmm. you always have to make sure or can make sure that you're um, treating and approaching from various angles. But yes, what I've also seen, which is really interesting and particularly in, in the, the health world or especially in like the biohacker world Mm -hmm. um, is that you become and can develop an obsession Yes. Uh, with these things, which in itself can actually start to cause more stress. Yes. You know, it's like you start to think, holy moly, I've, I ate gluten today. I'm going to, I'm going to die. Or, yes. you know, oh my God, my, my ketones are, you know, only 0.2. What am I going to do? You know, yes. like it's, you know, it's, it, and the obsession with constant measurement and constant, um, structure as is something that can also cause a lot of anxiety even if unknowingly yes. so of course you know you have to nourish yourself with all the the right things but can you do it in a way that's from a place of enjoyment and a place of nurture and care and you know i've i've seen people who <laughs> and this might sound a bit out there but i've seen people who have had gluten intolerances their entire life i'm talking like they eat a piece of bread and they almost mm-hmm. throw up and 
who one day just decided, you know what? I'm sick of being gluten intolerant. I'm not going to be gluten intolerant anymore. And now they're not. Like it's just, it just, they, they almost remove that emotional stress or that emotional connection. Um, and through, uh, this was, this was actually at a, um, uh, what's it, a, a retreat with a guy called Joe Dispenza. I was going to say, is it Joe yeah. Dispenza? Cause this sounds yeah. like what he, what he's talked about before. Absolutely. And the power of the, this is the thing, the power, this is why I love Dr. Joe and I love Dr. Bruce Lipton as well, because they talk about and focus their work on the power of the mind and the emotions to change the body. And Dr. Joe was actually part of my healing as well, you know, along with breath work and he's really amazing. And, you know, this person I was telling, telling you about, you know, she is supposed to uh, basically, as soon as she ingests like a simple, any kind of like simple carbohydrate, she like instantly like just, uh, well, not simple carbohydrate, but like things like pasta and, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. breads and that yeah. kind of thing. And she basically, her body just shuts down. And then one day she just decided, you know what, this is, I'm just like, if I'm going to, as Joe would say, like live as your future self, um, mm-hmm. then uh, she just like, I, my future self can eat cake and i'm going to eat cake right now and she just started eating it and she was fine it was very uh, very cool it's Lots crazy of love for Dr. Joe and his yeah work. he's amazing and it's and look yeah. i know you know i know about you know his events and stuff and people people heal from you know stage four cancers there are people getting out of wheelchairs that have been you know wheelchair bound i mean it's the, the stories are just countless and it's it just again goes to show the the power of the the mind body um, connection and, and the mind body working together. And I, I, I totally agree with you about the kind of the, the being obsessive about, um, diet and all of the tracking and all of that stuff. And I, and I see, I actually see a lot of, you know, I know a lot of people in the biohacking world and the health world, and many of them are, are quite stressed and anxious. And there's a very anxious energy because as you say, there's, there's a lot of, um, restriction and a lot of, um, um, you know, measuring things. And, and, and I've been there in the past, you know, I was obsessed with my diet being absolutely perfect and it, it creates stress in you, even if you don't think it is. And this is another thing that Gabor Mate talks about. We don't necessarily know that we're stressing our bodies. Mm. Um, and things like that can be stressful or working too much, we think we're just being productive, but actually it can be stress on the body that we don't. And it's, and he calls that hidden stress. Um, mm. So yeah, it's just, Oh, it's, it's so fascinating. So fascinating. Um, so I would really love um, just to briefly explore the use of breath work for, for a couple of different things. So in terms of, I think the thing that a lot of people are experiencing at the moment, and I'm sure you're seeing it as well is, is feelings of anxiety, panic, fear, those kind of heightened um, sort of, I guess, nervous system um, emotions. What, what would you say would be the ideal breath work technique for people to use when they're in that moment um, where they're feeling that awful panic and, and overwhelm and, and just horrible feelings? Yeah. The, um, you know, it's really funny. There are, obvious ways to you know if you are feeling um like you said activated and aroused in your nervous system where you have Mm. that fight or flight response that is you know that is um activated and running very highly 
there are very easy ways to be able to bring that down using the breath um, and to deregulate and to down or downregulate your nervous system, mm-hmm. that part, that sympathetic branch of your nervous system. Um, and there are, there's a couple of ways of approaching it. One is to use breaths that just do that directly. So things like a simple principle to think about is typically when you start to become anxious or stressed or panicked, your breathing starts to change by itself. Yes. It starts to become faster, more shallow. And so if a faster, more shallow breath is a stressful, panicked breath, well, then it seems quite logical then that a relaxed breath would be the exact opposite. So low and slow. So very simple way of thinking about your breathing there is if you want to try and relax yourself when you're feeling stressed or anxious, breathing at a slower pace through the nose and really focusing on the the diaphragmatic breathing. So relaxing your shoulders, relaxing your chest, relaxing your upper back and breathing in a way as though you have, you know, like those like uh, floaty tire things that you use in a swimming pool. Uh So imagine you have one of those around your belly button and that you're trying to breathe into the edges of that tire. So you're trying to breathe more Mm -hmm. horizontally rather than vertically up and down. So, and uh, let's say you use a cadence of breath, for example, of four seconds in, four seconds out, five seconds in, five seconds out. If you can do six seconds in, six seconds out, that's brilliant. And that's actually something called coherent breathing. And there's been a lot of study around that cadence of breath and how useful it is. Um, so low and slow, simple as that. And doing that for three to five minutes is you know, a brilliant, brilliant way to start to downregulate your nervous system. Now, if you're feeling fear, that's a slightly different one, I think, anyway. It manifests similarly in the body in terms of its physiological reaction. But for me, fear then has a big a mental and emotional component to it where you are genuinely afraid for your life. Mm-hmm. And slow breathing, while it can manage your nervous system, doesn't necessarily address the cycle of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking that is going on inside of you that is going to continue to drive up your nervous system unless you do something about it. So that's for me where deeper styles of breathwork become much more useful. Now, ironically, a lot of these styles of breathwork actually have even more of an activating uh, effect on the nervous system where they're, they're quite sympathetically active, but then there are ways to balance it out with parasympathetic or relaxing styles of breath and kind of seesawing in between the two to basically take your mind, your body and your emotion on a journey to move away from that feeling uh, on that and the way that you were thinking that, that almost claustrophobic feeling of the mind when you become so focused on the one thing that you're fearful of, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you need to breathe in a way to be able to create space in your thoughts and, and in your thinking. And that's where, you want to dedicate somewhere between like 15, 10, 15 minutes, maybe even half an hour mm-hmm. to do a deeper breath practice. Um, something like the Wim Hof method is great. Um, if Even if you wanted to do various pranayama, that certainly works as well. Um, you know, the styles that I teach are a combination of whole sorts of different types of breathing techniques put together into um put together into a package in order to to take your mind and body and emotion through a journey. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's available on my app. It's called flourish. Yes. Um, but, um, but yeah, dedicating some time to a a more, uh, immersive or intensive breath practice is usually what's required if you are really in the grips of fear. 
you know yeah um, yeah that makes space for yourself yeah yeah that makes sense and um and you know i love you know you've mentioned the wim hof method a couple of times i do um i do really um rate that i've i've used Mm. it a lot a lot myself um but also you know i do also encourage everyone to check out um, your app and your your stuff we'll put all your details in the in the show notes but um because i think uh, particularly if you're not used to doing it i think it's really helpful to to have to have it guided or to do an online class or something like that and then once you kind of know what you're doing then you can you know maybe choose to do it yourself or or some people Absolutely. prefer to be in a group you know it's just dif- dif- different people different preferences i think um yeah, like learning any new skill, you need somebody to hold you by the hand initially just to give you the the tips and the pointers on how to do it in the way that will work best for you. Um, but once you have it, then it's yours to use, you know, nobody, nobody owns breathing. That's the yes. best part, right? <laughs> it's really funny. I'm the you boss know? of me. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's like, it'd be like trying to say every time, um, someone does a bicep curl, they have to mention me or like pay me or whatever. It's like, no, it doesn't work. We move, we breathe. It's, it's everybody's. It's, it's, um, it's everybody's yeah. to use how they please. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And so in terms of um, uh, just moving on to the other thing, which I think um, uh, people may be experiencing is around lack of an- energy. So kind of inertia, I think, particularly when you're kind of in your house, like, you know, you're not necessarily going out and about and doing as much as you would normally be doing. I think, you know, from people I've been chatting with, um, there, there's also a bit of, um, yeah, feeling a bit low in energy, maybe a bit of inertia, can't really be bothered, feeling a bit, you know, unmotivated. Um, what what breathwork would you recommend for, or what technique would you recommend for energizing and sort of giving us that energy boost? Mm. Well, you know, it's um, when you do dedicated styles of breath work, similar to like Wim Hof method or some of the stuff that I teach where you're breathing for anywhere between 10 to 15, 30 minutes, mm. you know, it's, um, it's actually a really good workout, you yes. know, uh, you actually, it's a great, it's a fantastic uh, cardiovascular workout, especially for people who are immobile. So if you know somebody who has, uh, who's in a wheelchair and, or something like that, or can't move because of a sickness, so doing breathing techniques actually serves as great exercise for your heart and the rest of your cardiovascular system. Mm, um, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought of it like that before. I, I had, um, I had these med tech guys come in and, and, uh, they were wearing like all the, devices and, and all the biofeedback stuff too and they wanted to test my class and see what happens and one of the things that was hilarious was that in a 40 minute breathwork class between the three of them the average amount of calories burnt was like 350 calories yeah according according to like apple watches and stuff like that so you know they really like had a mini workout you know from just from lying on their back and breathing yeah, uh, so I always joke now that you can get a six pack just by breathing. <laughs> yeah, do you know what this one? This actually reminds me of. I do. I actually do. Um, I haven't been able to do it so much recently, but I actually love uh, Kundalini yoga. And Kundalini mm. yoga is 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 it's not really that much movement. It's more it's more focused on like well, there is movement, but it's it, there's movement and there, but there's a lot of a lot of breath work in it. A lot of different. Mm. Um, breathing and I and I find when when I do that you know even just um or or if I do the Wim Hof method I do feel 
like I've had a workout, like a full on workout. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you really, you take your body on a journey when you do things like Wim Hof method Um, Mm. and Kundalini yoga, you know, for those of you who haven't done it before, it's basically, it's it's mostly the physical aspect is mostly just uh, simple, repetitive movements. Yes. um, And, but mostly with an emphasis on the breath. And uh, you put those two things together and sometimes some chanting as well. And holy moly, it is a experience to behold. I love a Um, bit of chanting. I find it very, yeah, it's all very powerful. But again, I think it's all, it's also connected, isn't it? You know, breathing, chanting, sound, mm. the movement, all working together, you know? Absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a reason why after you come back from, you know, seeing a, uh, your favorite band or your favorite singer and you go to their concert and you come back and you just feel like you're high, right? Uh-huh. Of course, it's the energy of all the people around you, but what have you been doing? You've been breathing deep. You've been jumping around, dancing. You've been singing along, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've, you, you've been ticking all the boxes in terms of, you know, stimulating your body in the right way and, and, and even energetically as well. Um, so, you know, it's, it, those three things are a very powerful combination and they're actually breathwork practices that combine those three things. So yes. making sound and toning and, and moving your body and breathing and it's very, very powerful. Yes. Um, yes. But your original question was, was oh, energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, energy. Well, I'll, I'll share one of my, um, one of my favorite energy practices that I do and it's just great because it's so simple and it's so quick. And actually as something that can be used to help you to focus as well, you know, my secret to uh, focus is to combine an activating, energizing breath, then followed with a relaxing breath. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you create a bunch of energy and then you ground it with relaxation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so rather than feeling lethargic, rather than feeling too buzzy you're just kind of in that middle zone of feeling nice and flowy Mm. Um, so a great energizing technique that i like to do is something called energizer bunny Mm -hmm. Um, it's very very simple you only need to do it for maybe 40 seconds to a minute um, because it's quite fast and it's quite stimulating very quickly so what you do is you take three short inhales in through the nose progressively filling up your lungs Mm -hmm. and then you sigh out through the mouth so it's a full part you inhale three times quickly in a row then sigh out through the mouth so i'll demonstrate it it kind of sounds like this like that yes and uh, and you keep going like that over and over again uh, for yeah, anywhere between 45 seconds to even a minute and a half. But usually after about 20 seconds, you'll start to feel a bit lightheaded, a bit buzzy. Yes. After about 45 seconds, you might start to feel very like, whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, and then just relax. And once you finish that, then just relax. Maybe even then after that, breathe gently for a minute or so using that four in, four out, five in, five out yeah. speed, breathing into the belly. Um, and you'll feel really, really good afterwards. Yeah. So you could maybe do like a minute on a minute, like a minute doing one style, then a minute doing the karma breathing yeah, and then and just alternate like, like that. What's yeah. I mean, you could alternate it to make it a bigger practice, but if you're just needing something just in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. just doing that energizer bunny once and then the coherence breathing once that will, that will get you somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're looking for a, like a, a deeper, 
practice, then you can definitely alternate between the two. Mm-hmm. And actually what I find so interesting is that that going backwards and forwards between stimulation using the breath and then relaxation using the breath, mm-hmm. it almost works to be like interval training for your nervous system. And what it does is that it seems to uh, increase something called neuroflexibility, which mm-hmm. I don't actually think is a word, but I say it. Okay. And um, <laughs> but basically, what it means is that it ele- it teaches you and conditions your nervous system to be able to better respond and adjust uh, based off whatever it needs it is that it needs to do. Because, like kind of like what um, Gabor Mate was saying, you know, so many of us have hidden stress in our lives mm-hmm. that we don't even realize is there. And how that manifests physiologically is that our nervous system is almost stuck in this fight or flight mode. It's rigid in this fight or flight mode and it doesn't know how to get back Mm -hmm. into its rest and digest, its parasympathetic branch, its relaxation part of the the nervous system. And so what seems to happen, and we've actually measured this using something called cardiovagal technology, is that when you go backwards and forwards between activation, relaxation, activation, relaxation, activation, relaxation, that the, the, the levels of um, parasympathetic activity, that in this case, we measured through the vagus nerve, um, it increases. So you are actually with each interval, with each going backwards way of going backwards and forwards, you're going even more relaxed, even more relaxed, even more relaxed. And it's a great way of actually teaching the body how to get back into the appropriate states of relaxation. Yeah. Um, wow. So absolutely. Doing that intervals is, is really, really cool. I love that. I love that. It's, um, it's so powerful. And um, just, just building um, on that, the, um, uh, in terms of, I know something that's obviously on people's mind at the moment is boosting the immune system. Um, and, you know, there are many different ways that we can do that. But of course, breath work is um, a very good way of um, boosting our immune system, as I understand it. Um, what technique would you recommend the most for that? Would it be Wim Hof or anything else? Yep. In terms of something that you can do daily to try and boost your immune system and um, Wim Hof is absolutely amazing. Um, and it, it, it acts on so many levels in terms of, you know, reducing acidity in the body, making the blood more alkaline, decreasing inflammation, mm-hmm. uh, even increasing the number of production of white blood cells. Mm-hmm. So lots and lots of good things um, around just bolstering your immune system. Um, But also then similar to what we're talking about before using um, breathing techniques to downregulate your nervous system so that the energy that you have in your body is being put towards the right function. Yes. Because when you are constantly stressed, you know, your body is then preparing for action. When you're in fear, your body is preparing for action and therefore the energy that you have is being diverted into the functions of activity to do stuff, to make things happen, to run, to fight, to survive. Yes. But when you are in your relaxation response, then the energy that you have in your body is being directed to recovery, to restoration, to rejuvenation and to digestion and all these sorts of things. And I'm sure you've seen in your work, you know, the amount, the correlation between digestive issues, IBS, gastro, you name it. And stress is yes. for me, it's almost one-to-one. You oh know? yeah. Like it's, it's basically, it's, it's one and the same. So Very much, to yeah. be able to, so to be able to, um, just make sure that you're, 
keeping your body in a relaxed state as much as possible, uh, it was so useful for bolstering your immune system and bolstering the defenses in your body. So, you know, yeah. using that coherent breathing, the slow breathing, whenever you get a chance, you know, the great thing about it is you only need to do it for a minute, two, maybe three minutes if you can, just throughout the day, whenever you get a chance and the work's done, you know? Yes. So yes, I, I know people ask me, you know, what's my breathing practice? What are my breathwork routines? And I tell them, well, actually, I'm, I'm always in a breathwork session, basically all throughout the day because it's integrated into my life. Yes. You know, I, it's not just about lying on the ground and doing 20 minutes of dedicated breathing techniques. It's when you're walking on the street, <laughs> maybe not so relevant right now. Yeah. So when you're sitting in your armchair, yes. <laughs> um, you know, what kind of what's your breathing like there do you want to do a minute of breathing in a certain way to shift yourself yeah. or you know back in the day when we could get on a bus like when you're on a bus how are you going to breathe on a bus when you're at work how are you going to breathe at work when you're working out how are you going to breathe when you're working out it's not just i think about it for 10 minutes a day and then it's gone it's actually something that impacts every single moment of every single day and uh so learning how to use it differently on purpose all the time um not in a way that becomes obsessive, but in a way that you are aware um, is so, so useful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can, you know, I've noticed myself, you know, I never used to give a second thought to to my breath. Um, And most of us breathe naturally very kind of shallow, um, which isn't, isn't good for us. And, And what I noticed was when I, when I was became more conscious of it and I was doing these different um, breathwork practices, I ended up, it became more habitual. So I would find myself just, oh, doing some deep breaths, you know, and, and being very mindful of it throughout the day. So it actually eventually became more of a, a habit and it's something I do very regularly. And, and the more we practice uh, this stuff, the more it just, it's like any habit, right? It just becomes kind of part of your, your way of life. And, um, and, and that's, you know, it's not a chore. It's just, part of the way that you live and when you're doing things like that daily it's incredibly powerful mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you know and people need to you know that i really one of the things i the positives that i think is coming out of this current time is people are actually starting to look at their health and they're starting to um you know realize that how powerful they are and that we can mm. um you know we can do various different things to make ourselves feel good, to have a better experience of life, to benefit our health, to make our bodies more resilient. Um, and, you know, for me, breathwork is, is an absolute essential for that. So, um, so yeah, yay breathwork. Amen to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, couldn't, I, could, I could not agree with you more. You know, we, we are in a brilliant time right now. And of course there's, going to be some suffering and people doing it Mm -hmm. tough and i don't discount that in any way and the only thing that we can do is do our best to support one another and look after each other Um, absolutely but at the end of the day if when we refer to our current time in order for something beautiful to be made sometimes space needs to be created first yes and um that means, you know, maybe a, a, a crumbling for a little while. Mm-hmm. And we just need to be okay with that, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, when are we going to, when things get back to normal? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think 
there's ever going to be a normal as we have known it. No, it won't uh, go back. Going to be a, no, there's going to be a new normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is really exciting about the new normal is that we get to create it. Yes. We get to decide what that looks like. So I kind of, I'm really hoping that in some ways this pause for most people is kind of like a run up. It's, you know, it's that taking a few steps backward in order to get ready to jump and leap forward into something really cool and really yeah, new. Absolutely. Exciting. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I totally agree. And I, and I think we, you know, we, we do have this opportunity now and often, you know, changes, change can be painful. And, you know, as we were talking about earlier, being with ourselves, you know, not having the things we normally have, everything is disrupted. Of course, it's, it's a very natural human response to feel upset about those things and stressed about those things. Mm. But actually, like, it's, it's, it's almost like that. I mean, the analogy gets used a lot, but the, the caterpillar turning into the butterfly, right? It has to go mm. through that kind of painful period of transition. And then, and then it's beautiful again. And so, um, and so, yeah, I think that we, we have a wonderful opportunity now to do that and breathwork um, is is a wonderful tool to help us with that so thank you so so much for your time today and for sharing all this amazingness with us oh it's been such a pleasure to talk to you laura i love i love you and i love your story and um yeah just keep keep sharing the good word yeah likewise likewise now i'm going to put your um i'm going to put all the details um of your um, where people can find you and stuff in in the show notes and um Mm -hmm. and yeah i encourage all of you guys check richie out um he's awesome and uh yeah have an awesome day thanks so much okay take care bye-bye